What's up, everybody? It's John Bush from Armored Saints sitting here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You are on the road to rock. Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin, the lead singer for the band Mr. Big, and you are on the road to rock with Clint Schweitzer. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint, and for you to allow me to do it with you. God bless you. God bless the heartland. heartland. God bless America. You are now on the road to rock. It's not just a podcast. It's an unabashed celebration of rock's living legends. And now, please welcome your host, the master of your rock and roll road trip, leading you down the highway to hell, Clint Schweitzer. Well, I think we've got uh, Keith hopping on here. So perfect timing as he gets connected. Uh, Keith is there. He is among us. And... Perfect timing, Keith, because we were just talking about the greatness that is the song Swamp Thing. All right. Yeah, that's a, that's a cool little uh, funky country ditty, man, that, that wound up on this sort of proc slash uh, 70s hard rock slash metal album. You know, the album has such a diversity. And, uh, you know, that one starts out with a little Jew harp, like a... <laughs> you know like and it just sets the stage for something i don't know why but something down in mississippi you know to come up out of the river and uh and start wrecking the town which eventually the song happens so man you're like hitting it right on the head i kind of explained that in the exact same way i said southern louisiana who would have expected a swampy ass blues rock song where it's like you feel like this song would be played in like a club where they serve frog legs in the front and out back there's like bugs you know, flying up towards these like dangling lights. I don't know. I'm a visual yeah. person, Keith. That's just what I think of. Yeah, no, I mean, if, if John Fogarty was in, you know, showed yeah. up in one of the 80s videos and then all of a sudden Ozzy Osbourne dropped by and say hello, I think that's what you have in Swamp Thing. You know, it's like, what? Well, it's <laughs> the whole thing's great. The album, uh, of course, comes out here on the on the 11th. So just a couple of days away. It's called um, This Side of Heaven. It's out November 11th. Greg, so this is your first one bringing on Keith here. Who first album bringing on Keith, who you know has done a few things in his career. Um, you know, uh, just a wonderful singer. You know, one of the greats out there. So, how were you able to nab him for this album, and how you know did you feel like his style was uh, well suited for for uh, Desert Dragon here? Well, I was telling someone else it was kind of weird how the whole thing happened. Um, I was at the grocery store of all places and. I saw a girl that had a uh, uh, David Gilmore shirt on for the for the tour, and I said, "Yo, did you go?" I go, "I go, yeah." My and my my friend, um, she got her Les Paul was going to get it signed by David Gilmore, but it never happened. And I go, "Was her name Jen?" I go, "Yeah," and and so we started talking, you know, because her friend was uh, I have a cover band, and and she was the other guitar player, and uh, and she goes, uh, "Well, you know, you got to meet my." my boyfriend because uh, he's a really great singer and everything. And, uh, and I go, well, you know, maybe we'll see you sometime at Canyon club. It's a local club around here. Oh yeah. Hills. And uh, so a couple of months later, we're, we're looking for a vocalist and, um, and I think it was Lynch mob or something we're at. And, and I met him and it was all cool and everything. And then like a couple of months later, uh, our bass player uh, knew Keith. And, uh, you know, check him out. And I listened to some of the stuff he had, and it sounded really good. And I go, um, well, let's see what he thinks of this stuff. And 
So we sent him some stuff and he dug it and away we went. So was I dating your bass player at one point? I, it's all a blur to me, man. Like what? <laughs> you know what? Probably. I don't know. You know, with you, no telling. <laughs> yeah, Keith, I've seen some of your videos, man. You uh, you bring the 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 the, uh, the, the, the female visuals. I'm not going to be uh, swayed by <laughs> any of that. I know what you are about, my friend. <laughs> right. Um, so for you, Keith, like coming into this thing, you have been a part of so many things. Like uh, we had Jack Frost on about a year ago. And of course, Brothers in Arms. Burning Rain, yeah. we're great friends with Doug Aldrich and stuff like that. So how did this, for, why, why was this a fit for you? Well, we were kind of neighbors, you know, we live like right down the road. Greg's up in Agora Hills and I was in Woodland Hills. And um, it was kind of like a, a, a stomping ground of mine up there sometimes to hang out up in Agora. And um, I, I came over his house and I heard a bunch of the tunes he was doing just one day, you know, and there was such a cool diversity of, um, I guess, sort of almost traditional, like throwback music, like, you know, back to the sixties and the seventies and everything that I liked it so much. I just pretty much forced my way into the band. I was like, look, man, this stuff is, is really cool, man. And I, I need this in my life right now. I need this, this kind of music, man, to bring me back to the roots. And, um, and eventually they just, they just broke down and gave in. You know, like I was bringing over like breakfast for everybody and coffees and stuff. I'm like, guys, man, I can do this. I can do this. And they just finally kind of opened the doors. And, and that's how we get started. With your accolades, I wouldn't think there would be much convincing needed. But what a what a what a great fit. And for you, what else? What else you got going on? We we mentioned some of the other projects there. And uh, I know you do rating the Rock Vault uh, every now and then, which they've been kind of back going. What's what's your world looking like these days, man? Um, yeah, I got a few things going on in the uh, in the writing and the recording thing, but they're, you know, kind of like stints that come and go. Uh, there's a couple of guys in Europe I work with, and uh, we, we got some ongoing sort of long-term album projects. Uh, there's a guy in Holland named Ron Kulin, and, um, you know, we're on our second or, or actually starting our third record, I think. And um, that stuff sounds really cool. And if you're a fan of... Uh, of a little bit more of that Euro metal stuff. And, you know, you're over in Holland or, or parts of Europe, you probably heard of it. And that's some cool stuff. Uh, I'm working a bit with a guy, uh, another guitar player, Shredder. Um, this guy, Peter Scheidhauer, he's in, uh, he's in Paris, France. And we're just getting that going and seeing <clears throat> where that might go. You know, and these are, you know, these are these kind of projects that go on these days. You have record labels like Frontiers, as you're familiar yeah. with. And, and a few others that, um, you know, basically a lot of bands, they do sort of project one-offs, you know, you kind of, you, you get together and you, you get to write to great, some great music and there's enough budget just to kind of get it done and maybe put one or two bucks in each, each guy's pocket. And maybe at the end of the day, you're proud of a couple of those songs and, and it's fun to do. And, um, so there's that kind of stuff going on. There's rating the rock vault, as you say, I have my, my, uh, my lung, healing tea out here you know in the desert and um i've been doing these runs five nights a week and you know it's just doing cover songs they're fun cover songs because oh. we're doing like you know dream on the, the the songs you never touched in your cover bands you know when because it's just too much to to go out there and try to sport you know doing stairway to heaven you know and stuff like that so we're doing all those super classic songs and um it's a trip through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And, uh, 
and uh, it's it's a paycheck. Uh, so you know it's it's a it's a pretty well coveted gig, and for some reason they wanted me out here doing this, singing it in one of the um, in one of the lead roles. So I've been uh, taking it for what it is and paying off some bills and uh, and doing that thing. And like I said, trying to keep the voice holding up uh, during all that uh, bums me out a little bit because I don't have as much time or, or vocal strength to work on as much. Uh, original songwriting material as I would like to. That's uh, my only downfall on that. So, um, so uh, yeah. I mean, in a nutshell, that's kind of most of what's going on. And then you know, we we've, we've got this Desert Dragon project, which had been going on. I don't know if you and Greg already talked about it, but you know, it's it's it had been going on since I think before COVID or around when COVID started or something. And um, we. Uh, you know, we worked on it and drips and drabs based on the different members' schedules. You know, there's a guy in Arizona, um, wow. and we're all pretty dispersed in the Southern California area. And it's just kind of like everyone's got their different projects. And but it, it, the way this music is, it makes sense to work on it more organically. You know, a lot of those other projects I'm talking about, everyone just sort of Dropboxes the files mm -hmm. and do our parts and it comes together and somebody else mixes it and it is what it is. And this this kind of music just just feels like, you know, you need the guys in the room, you know. So we we kind of waited and took the time and waited until we could all be there and work and make decisions on certain things. And I think um I think it shows in the music because I think it has a lot of it has a real, I wanna say, sort of vintage um you know vibe to it like you know like the guys are in the room playing together and you can really feel it and uh and, and i think that's an important thing about this record and it's a uh, it's a very unexpected record you know it doesn't really you're not going to listen to this record i don't think and say well you know it sounds like you know fast way or or it sounds like you know uh, <laughs> i love fast you know, <laughs> it's it's the beatles meets blah 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 you know it's it's got a real diversity yes and a wide scope to the work. So I think what happens when, as you're listening to the record, is each tune is kind of surprising. But um, in a way, I, for me, for my opinion, I think most of the songs really hold water in their own area, in their own genre per se of music. You're like, wow, you know, this actually sounds like Tom Petty meets the Eagles with a little sort of hard edge to it, but it's a really good version of that. So. You know, I think all these songs kind of hold their own as you go through. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's one of the reasons I was really interested in, in you know, putting the time in and, and going the long distance with this thing to get it together. So well, uh, the website, guys, DesertDragonOfficial.com. That's where you can uh, grab the album there. And for you, Greg, uh, you know, th this journey, um, this band's journey here, do you feel like that? a lot of what you've gone through and, and some of the changes and the ups and downs kind of have, have led to this, this kind of being, I don't know, maybe the seminal album, the seminal release here for the band. Do you feel like that the last, you know, 10 years or so has kind of led to, to this for desert dragon? Yeah. I'd say this is the best incarnation of desert dragon yet. And uh, it really meshed and And my wife told me like, Hey, you got to make the next album a little bit more heavy little more in your face and stuff so that's and i kind of listen to it and, and I, I agree even though i like a lot of the stuff on the the last one um it's it was took me a little bit to uh to grasp that but i think i finally got it and 
and uh, you know, Keith put the sugar coating on top, and uh, I think it really sounds good. It, it is. I think Keith had some really good points there about the diversity and the each song kind of existing in its own enigma. Uh, what about live shows coming up? What what uh, in a perfect world? What what could we expect maybe uh, for you guys hitting the stage this year or next? Um, you know, it's like uh, Keith was saying. It's like we got kind of people strung out all over the place now. So, and people have the different projects and stuff going, but it would be nice to uh, at least get a few, you know, a few gigs in. Um, I have to see where that goes and, and uh, take it from there, I guess. Yeah. We got to get Keith off the the rock vault stage there for a, a night or two to make that happen, man. I don't, is Robin McCauley right now sitting around? Does he have that same tea? Do you guys both do that? <laughs> Uh, oh, is he, does he have this tea? <laughs> yeah, is that is that you guys like um, share that or what? Hey, Keith, Robin, can I look at I, that package one more time? I'm not <laughs> sure if he if he if he gives me this says lung lung soother, right? Yeah, no, um, I don't think Robin gave me that particular tea, but he definitely is a guy who takes care of his voice and um, probably has as many tinctures and potions as I do, or more. So I don't know. So the other night, so, I saw I saw a Wasp, Armored Saint, and uh, MSG the other night, and like I didn't realize like great show. Uh, Robin did the, a lot of the dates for MSG in the in the summer, and now Ronnie Romero, and I mean I was blown away by Ronnie's voice, my God, and I because uh, I'm such a fan of Robin, he's been on this show so many times. I'm like, man, Ronnie Romero though from Rainbow, bringing it. So you guys, I mean, there's there's so many great singers and so many great singers that do Rock Vault over the years. I mean, I, I've seen the show like five times, so. You've got a fan here. Yeah. I mean, all I, right. Been, so you've I, seen some. You're a, you're a rock vaulter. I'm a rock vaulter. <laughs> I, it's been uh, the, the last time I saw rock vault was like, I'm not kidding you. Like the one of the last shows before COVID. Okay. Was, that, so was it, it at the Rio when you saw it? The Rio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's still at the Rio, but it, it changed rooms. Uh, they literally really? built, they literally built a new room around us while we were designing the show and rehearsing for it in late May. They were still like nailing up boards and putting up video screens until, I mean, really until the day the first show was going up, they were still like screwing in video screens and like testing them like five minutes before. No, I that, mean, but, but they got it going, man. I got to get gotta back go. there. I mean, it, it, the deals sometimes just happen that fast in Vegas and you got to just bite it. You know, you got to bite the worm while it's there. And, uh, and it wound so up being pretty cool. Yeah, so many great musicians in that and such a such a good gig. And I know that like I've talked to Robin before and like you got to, you know, it's it's like McDonald's hamburgers, man. You churn it out. The great the hits hit after hit after hit turning it out. And that's what Rock Vault is. And I think it's uh, it's been voted best best in Vegas, like seven years running. So you guys are doing yeah. something right well, out there. Now I think it's eight or nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Minus the year or two that their life didn't happen yeah. or whatever. <laughs> it's still song. getting the vote, man. And um. It's amazing because, you know, a lot of the musicians that play in it, you know, are always talking kind of, there's always that piddle in the talk backstage of, man, we should change some songs. We should do some different songs and this and that. And the funny thing is, is, you know, I think along those lines as well. And it doesn't matter month after month, um, you know, there's a standing ovation at the end of every song and people are just up and, and screaming and they just love that format. So, I mean, it, it is it's working and uh, and it's and it's probably if you've seen it before and you come back, it's going to be very similar to what it was. <laughs> you know, there, there's something about a formula that you know what you're getting. It's like an ACDC album. It always it always works. Uh, Greg, so, you know, with, with the, the album coming out here on the 11th, 
want to make sure, you know, people have the best chance of, of, of going to get it. I've getting people over there to desert dragon Is there, is that the best way to, to send people to, to, to grab the album here or, uh, what, what's the best way? Would you yeah, say there'll be, there's, there'll be links on the, uh, website to, uh, to get out desert dragon And, uh, but your normal iTunes, um, Amazon, Google, all that, you know, is good to go too. So, um, hopefully, uh, people uh, take a chance and get it it'll be well worth their uh well worth their money yeah i can't put it over enough and i'm not someone that just pull, puts over you know stuff uh that i don't like i mean i i'm you know uh this lock and load you know that was the first uh single i heard and then i like i said i went to uh, got the uh, the swamp thing and so what what you guys are doing demands and deserves uh, recognition and hopefully uh things go well on that end so man you guys have a, have a really good thing going on i mean so greg i mean did you ever, I mean, what, what's been this kind of journey like for you for the last 10? Like, did you, did you ever feel like the band wasn't going to make it? You've gone through changes, you've gone through lineups. Like what did, has there ever been a point where you felt like this, that the, the band's not going to make it and persevering through all that? What's, what's that been like, man? Well, it's just, you know, um, I think this, like I say, that's the best carnation of everything, but um, yeah, sometimes, you know, you're, you're feeling like, Hey, where are we going here and everything, but you just keep, trudging through the tundra and uh keep keep writing and 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 doing stuff and when stuff starts to make it make sense you know you go with it and finish it up and and you know see what people think uh, results are are so good uh thank you keith so you're so are you do you live out so you live out in vegas now yeah well i'm out here five days but you know i want to say something about that question you were asking greg yeah and, yeah and and greg is a guy who just really, really, really loves doing music mm. and just, and really has more, the, the love for the music, I think outweighs, you know, the savvy business decision, this is what I should do in life. And I think the thing about Desert Dragon that you could say runs across the band, I think is that focus, is that type of sort of, place where we grew up on and where we're coming from you know i'm like a hippie man i you know i got my first record deal by accident you know i made accidentally made a demo and wound up in a band on atlantic records and then i just kind of bounced to another one and some other people bounced me out to la and i was like la you know is that los angeles and you know blah 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 you know and that, that's kind of it and, and i think but it was always the music and the creativity and oh wow you know that that's really turning me on kind of thing. And I think the thing about this Desert Dragon Band is I think you've got a whole group that's kind of like that. You know, we don't really have that, um, you know, someone like cracking the whip and going, hey, man, this is the business move for this band right now. La, 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 la. And, you know, hence the amount of time it kind of took for us to just sort of get together as sort of hippie people and evolve this thing along to where it needed to be and to sort of also peaceably, you know, sometimes put in our three or four votes on something until, you know, it worked itself <laughs> out in a month instead of in five minutes, you know, like I, I think that's one of the, the factors here that makes this band so unique. And um, I think that in itself also contributes to the fact that when you listen to some of the songs, like you just mentioned lock and load and swamp thing, but now you're going to listen to some other, a song say called God bless Miss America. And you're going to go, Holy shit. Where did this come from? This is, mm -hmm. 
I didn't expect anything like this to pop off the canvas. This is now sounds like it's, you know, something out of Strawberry Fields Forever, you know, meets like, you know, maybe, I don't know, meets like some sticks hit, you know, you're like, wow, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. And then another song will take you in a whole different direction and a different thread. So I think, um, you know, I think for Greg too, I think, um, as far as like the ups and downs of the bands, I think, you know, for Greg, it's just like pure love of the music. And that's what the rest of us are attracted to him, attracted to in him. When we come and start working with him, we're like, oh man, you know, this guy really like to coin a Paul Rogers song, you know, he, he lives for the music, you know, and it's not so much, you know, always like going for the throat, man, guys, you know, we, we have to do this. This is our move. And, you know, we're going to have to take this thing with this label or, or, you know, or we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to cut this out because we just don't have the budget to finish it or whatever, you know? So I guess you get my drift on that. And, um, and, uh, I guess one more plug on a question you were asking me is um, rating the rock vault. You come and see it now. It's Oni Logan from Lynch Mob is one of the singers. It's myself and Todd Kearns from, uh, you know, from Slash. We're like the three main like male singers. Anyway, that's Dude. all I'll say about rating the rock vault. No, I could go on and on because I, I came down on New Year's Eve and saw Todd Kearns with Bruce Kulick and Eric Singer and they did their that uh, Kiss Revenge era thing it was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. I love Todd Kearns. Damn it, Todd Kearns. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn him. Um, no, that's that. That's a great group. There's been so many, so many over the years. Andrew Freeman's been there, done a great job. You guys always do. So, guys, I want to make sure that everybody again uh, gets the, the info here before we let you go. Uh, Desert Dragon. That new album is called This Side of Heaven. It's due out November 11th. Guys, thank you so much for, for being here. It's been a true pleasure to have both of you, and uh, best of luck. And uh, uh, I'm sure, Keith, I'll be out to see you here in, uh, in no time at all. At, 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 uh, Come on at, out, man. Hit me up. Hit me up. We'll set you up. Greg, thank you so much, sir. Great times. Great album. Best of luck, guys, going forward. Okay. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks, guys. Okay. Good talking. All right. All right. Check it. Okay.